It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. Um, I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. I had a guest. If you didn't hear it, uh, what what are you listening to this one for? Just go back and listen uh, to the to the previous one. Um, oh, I should mention if you heard the episode with uh, oh, this was a while ago uh, with Jeff Nucera. We talked about uh, documentary, documentarian, all that kind of stuff. Um, the news is that the a couple hours before the Kickstarter deadline, his documentary got funded. Uh, they made 104% of their goal. So uh, huge, huge, huge congratulations to him and their whole team. And uh, someday, someday, uh, we will all get to see the documentary. Showgals, burlesque troupe called Tight and Nerdy that performs to the music of Weird Al. It's what we've all been waiting for. Okay, let's talk about the words in this episode. We have first, double ring. Two words with a hyphen. Uh, Most of these words will be two words. Uh, But we got a couple of single words. Double ring. Adjective from circa 1959. Of or relating to a wedding ceremony in which each partner ceremonially gives the other a wedding ring while reciting vows. Okay, isn't that how weddings usually go? Uh, Each partner gives the other one a ring, and they recite vows to each other. Is this... What? Uh, Okay, we... I'm... uh, Yeah. I think if you go into the show notes and you want to learn more about this, I will probably have put a link in there because I'm a little confused... Was this a new thing in 1959? And of course, now we're, this is just what we're used to. What were weddings, wedding ceremonies like before that? Did they not both exchange ring? Maybe they didn't. Maybe it was like the only one person gave a ring to the other one. I don't know. A double ring wedding ceremony, I think, is now the standard. Uh, okay, that was interesting. Didn't realize we had a term for that. So, uh, I need to make a sound effect now. Uh, we're going to go, well, we're going to use the double ring really literally and go ring, ring. Next is double salt. Two words, noun from circa 1849. A salt, as in alum, A-L-U-M, yielding on hydrolysis two different or anions. Uh, I, I do vaguely remember cat... Oh, maybe it's cations, not cations. Cations and anions. Those are kinds of anions, or those are kinds of ions, I guess. Hydrolysis has something to do with water. Double salt. Why is it double? Because there's two different cations or anions. And I just, I don't fully understand this, but it is called double salt. Would you like salt and pepper? Uh, no pepper, but double salt, please. Not great. Not not so healthy. Just a little salt for a little flavor. That's fine. I'm trying to cut down on my salt. Ring, ring. Next is double space. There's a hyphen here. Space, like outer space. Uh, this is a verb from circa 1937. 
to type leaving alternate alt <laughs> to type leaving alternate lines blank this is the transitive definition and the thing that you are typing is text so you know on our computers these days you just tell the computer hey make this double spaced for me and it will automatically put in a space between each line of text but back in the day on uh typewriters you would have to manually add an extra line so you typey 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 you finish a line then you go to the next line but you say no no i'm not going to type on this line i'm going to go one more line um and so you have it so there's less text there's half as much text on a page and it's probably more readable i think that's the whole point of double space is that it's a little, little bit more readable um okay well here's intransitive to type on every other line is double space. This, I think, was the standard. When I was writing papers in school, they wanted it like 12-point, double space, no fancy fonts, because they wanted everything to be as standard as possible. They didn't want you to make it, like, super big, uh, and so you didn't have to write as many words to fill up a five-page essay or whatever it was. Um, double space definitely helped. But uh, sometimes you'd be like, I wrote a thing, single space, both front and back of the page, nine point font. I wrote so many words, but no, double space, that's the way to do it. Ring, ring, double speak. This is one word, noun from 1952. Language used to deceive usually through concealment or misrepresentation of truth. Also the synonym gobbledygook, which is just an amazing word. Um, so doublespeak, it's like it's, it's you're writing something or speaking something, and it's done uh, unpurposely. That's, this is not English. How, what are you trying to say? You're writing a thing or saying a thing um, made to uh to i can't think of the word that i want to say it's not on purpose but it's done um it's done to be confusing it said what i'm saying now is double speak but it's not meant to be double speak i'm saying things confusing but just that's just because my brain can't come up with the right words to make it more clear it's uh yeah it's meant to be to 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 yeah misrepresent the truth uh, that's a good way to say it, and it's uh, it's concealing whatever is the the hidden meaning or something. You don't want people to understand it. Uh, maybe you are a double speaker. That is a noun. I wish I could come up with the right way to say that, but that's fine. You get it. You get it. Uh, who would use this? Why would you want to use this? I think of gobbledygook as just gibberish. Uh, but I, so that's not really what I think of double speak as, but, uh, it's kind of like you're doubling back on your words to be, uh, to be confusing on purpose. That's, that's great. Ring, ring. Double standard. Two words, noun from 1894. One. The synonym is by B-I-M-E-T-A-L-L-I-S-M, bimetallism. Uh, I'm not going to go back and check what that was, but uh, that sounds interesting. I don't know if it's metal, 
but it's probably something to do with two because of the bi prefix. And then, of course, this word is double standard. But we have number two, which is a lot longer. Um, it is a set of principles that applies differently and usually more rigorously to one group of people or circumstances than to another, especially a code of morals that applies more severe standards of sexual behavior to women than to men. Double standards. Oh, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is a whole thing. Um, why would th this obviously exists? Um, given the, this example, a code of morals that applies more severe standards of sexual behavior to women than to men, it's the whole idea of, um, oh, well, if a, if a woman is sleeping around, then she's called a slut. But if a man is sleeping around, then he's called a stud. This is the very stereotypical thing that people say and uh, that, that that we talk about so yeah like this is a double standard why are we putting more severe standards uh severe code of morals to one group of people and not to another group of people why does this exist i don't know culture is weird humans are weird uh but more generally this is a set of principles that applies differently to usually uh, and usually more rigorously to one group of people uh, than to another. Um, yeah, I, I think this this probably warrants another link in the show notes. Double standard, maybe it can give some specific examples of double standards in culture. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's an it's an issue. It's an issue, and it's weird, and I don't understand it. Ring, ring, double star, two words. Noun from 1781, number one is binary star. I think this is where there are literally two stars in a galaxy. Darn it, I meant to say solar system instead of galaxy. Uh, that are usually rotating around each other. Um, we do not have a binary star system. Jupiter almost became a star, but uh, it didn't, didn't quite have the mass to get there. It is gigantic, just not as gigantic as it should be to become a star. Number two for double star. Two stars in very nearly the same line of sight, but actually physically separate. And I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, I think it's one of the stars in Orion's belt in the sky uh, is actually a double star. It's actually two stars very, very, very close together, uh, at least in terms of our human eyes, how we can see. We can't even distinguish that there's two stars there unless you get a telescope and look real close. Um, but as far as we can tell, it's just one star. Is Betelgeuse one of those stars? I feel like it might be. I feel like that's what I heard. I could be wrong. Double star. Hey, let's go on to the next word. Ring, ring. Double stop. Two words with a hyphen. Transitive verb from circa 1889. To produce two or more tones simultaneously on. And the example of what this is on is a violin. Uh, I also assume a viola, a cello, a double bass. Any of those stringed instruments uh, can do this double stop. Uh, double stop is also a noun. 
So what it so what I think this might be is when you are bowing on two strings at the same time, that is going to produce two or more tones at the same time. Um, but I could be wrong uh, because there could be possibly um, other ways to to produce sounds uh, at the same time, more than one tone at the same time on a stringed instrument. So what I think I might do is see if A, I can either find an example online and put a sound clip in here, or possibly go to my, uh, my good old cello player Jonah, who is one of the theme songs creator, theme song creators here on the show, and uh, see if he um, maybe, yeah, just whatever way he wants to, do a double stop, play two tones on his cello, and, uh, and then I'll put it in. All right. Well, I hope you heard a wonderful example of double stop being played on a uh, on a stringed instrument. Eighteen eighty nine. Also, why is it called double stop? What's the stop? What is stopping? Is it? Yeah, I I don't know. I never played the stringed instrument, so I'm not sure of the the verbiage here. Ring ring, double sugar. Oh, yep. Sign me up. Double sugar, two words, noun from 1956. The synonym is disaccharide. D-I-S-A-C-C-H-A-R-I-D-E. Uh, similar to double salt, uh, we're talking about this in a in the, in the chemistry world. The yeah, it's all it's all what what what's going on on the on the molecule level of things. Double sugar, double salt. Uh, not literally putting double sugar in your sugary cereal with your chocolate milk, which is totally something I never did when I was a child. Ring, ring. Maybe I should just make the sound instead of say the word. Okay, here is the word doublet. It's the word double with a T. This is just one word. Noun from the 14th century. There's a whole bunch. We've we got a number of definitions here. One, a man's close-fitting jacket worn in Europe, especially during the Renaissance. And I think we need to post a picture on social media at DictionaryPod, Instagram, and Twitter if you want to see a picture of a doublet. What did they used to wear during the Renaissance time? Two, Something consisting of two identical or similar parts, as to a, a lens consisting of two components, especially a handheld magnifier consisting of two lenses in a metal cylinder. A uh, handheld magnifier, so it's like a little uh, a little telescope or a magnifying glass or a microscope. It's a doublet because it has two components, two lenses. A lens consisting of two components. Hmm. Hmm. I assume it's at least two lenses. It's a doublet. Anything with two things, I think, is going to be able to be called a doublet. Because, yeah, this number two, the, the whole definition for number two is something consisting of two identical or similar parts, two of basically the same thing. So here's another example, to be 
a spectrum line having two close components. A spectrum line. What? What is this? A light spectrum? Um, two close components. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really give you more information on that. That's a little, a little confusing if you don't know what a spectrum line is. I know that there's those lines that show there's like the light, light stuff coming from other planets and stars and based on where the the peaks are they can see if there's like oxygen in it or something and I never understood how they can do that but maybe if there's like two two close components next to each other that's called a doublet to see a domino with the same number of spots on each end so there it's maybe one half has two dots the other half also has two dots that is a doublet because it has uh, components that are two identical or similar parts. Two of the same thing on either side. Number three, a set of two identical or similar things. So this is not a thing that contains two identical things. It's the set of two identical things in general. So like maybe twins could be called a doublet because they are two identical or similar things. So we have sub-definitions 3a, Two thrown dice with the same number of spots on the upper face. If it's two singles, two ones, we call that snake eyes. But if it's two twos, two threes, two fours, two fives, two sixes, uh, you just call it a doublet. But I wonder if all of those other number pairs have a specific name like snake eyes. Ooh, that would be cool if they did. I've never heard of those, but maybe I'll look it up. Um, Okay, 3B, one of nine pairs of microtubules found in cilia and flagella. Nine pairs of microtubules. So there's pairs, that's why it's a doublet. But I, I, you know, the cilia, the flagella, these are these tiny little organisms or things on organisms. Um, Also the microtubules. I, I totally said that like I know what I'm talking about. Four, one of a pair, specifically one of two or more words in the same language derived by different roots of transmission from the same source. Oh, this is fascinating. Uh, An example, one example of these words, uh, two or more words, are guard, G-U-A-R-D, and the word ward. W-A-R-D. So I think what it's saying is there's in in this in in a language there are two or more words that basically have the same or similar etymology. They can't come from the same source word, but through the language of evolution, the the evolution of language, they these two words came to be and are different but they have a similar source or the same source. Now, guard and ward, they clearly have some similarities, sort of in how they sound, definitely in how they're spelled. Um, But uh, yeah, what's the the etymology of them? I don't know. I'm not going to do this now, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll put something in the show notes for those words. Um, Where did they come from? Who are they? What's their story? Uh, yeah, double, double, that's it for that one for doublet. Uh, 
Ring, ring. Double take. Two words, noun from 1930. A delayed reaction to a surprising or significant situation after an initial failure to notice anything unusual. Usually used in the phrase, do a double take. Uh, this is this this I love this definition. It's very specific. It's you can totally understand it, and it perfectly describes what a double take is. You look at a thing, you don't think there's anything weird from it, weird about it. You look away, and then in that moment of looking away, you realize, wait a minute, what 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 was that? What that was different than what I expected to see. Who? What? What's what's going on over there? Is that really what I saw? And then you got to look back. You got to take take another look at that thing. Sometimes you even got to do a triple take. What, what, what? Double take. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like there's a movie connection. Um, so like people talking about doing a double take or acting. Yeah, I feel like I remember some scene where they were talking about doing a double take or acting as if they had to do a double take. I don't know. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I do double takes all the time. Is that, what the, huh? That's, the, that's what you say when you do a double take. Ring, ring. Double talk. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1936. One. Language that appears to be earnest and meaningful, but in fact is a mixture of sense and nonsense. Some of it makes sense. Some of it doesn't make any sense. Uh, huh. Interesting. Double talk. Uh, well, I think this would be kind of similar to double speak. Um, because, yeah, it's, it appears to be earnest and meaningful. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, some not, there's some weird stuff in there. Uh, number two, inflated, involved, and often deliberately ambiguous language deliberately that is an important word here um yeah i don't feel like i ever do double talk or double speak i feel like um to an extent sort of corporate jargon can kind of be double speak or double talk um it's it's they're saying a whole lot of stuff um but it doesn't always make a whole lot of sense and it's just a whole lot of the same words that just get said over and over again. Um, yeah, inflated, involved. Yeah, it's not necessarily deliberately ambiguous, but um, but yeah, it's it's like you're talking around in circles. Uh, you know who I think is probably a good example of double speak and double talk would be would be Trump. He's just constantly going back and forth on his words and saying a whole lot of nothing, whole lot of nothing full of helium. Double talk is an intransitive verb, and double talker is a noun. I'm a double talker, but I don't mean to be a double talker. I want things to be clear and concise and vivid, but it's not always how it happens. Next is double team. Two words with a hyphen transitive verb from 1860. To block or guard an opponent with two players at one time. And double team is also a noun. So usually um, you're going to see this in basketball 
or uh, I don't know, probably any any sport game, most sports, football, uh, soccer, all that kind of stuff. Probably not so much baseball or golf. I don't think you can double team uh, somebody in golf because now that would be a fun way to play golf is have people like trying to create obstacles or guard you from from hitting the ball. Can we can we make like contact golf or something? Um, but but 1860, what what game? What were they doing in 1860? Where this double team? Uh, what game were they playing? Probably where two people would block or guard one other person. Hmm. Mm. If I find something, uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Ring, ring. Double ten is next. Two words. The first letters are capitalized. Noun from 1940. This is October 10th, observed by the Republic of China in commemoration of the revolution of 1911. And uh, let's see. So this is a translation of the Chinese word shuangji, uh, um, and it says it's from its being the tenth day of the tenth month. October is the tenth month, and ten is obviously the tenth day of October, and that's why it's double ten. It couldn't be more clear. Uh, so I guess do they say maybe they just call that day double ten? I guess that's probably what they do. Uh, commemoration of the Revolution of 1911. Maybe I'll put some information uh, about the Chinese Revolution of 1911 in the show notes. More information. I shall put link over there now. Is that double talk? Ring, ring. Double think. This is next. Uh, one word. Double think is one word. Noun from 1949, a simultaneous belief in two contradictory ideas. I feel like there was another double word that we had not too long ago that was kind of a similar idea. Uh, Let's see, it's been a little while since I recorded those. Double, I'm trying to look through these real fast, but I'm not seeing anything. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, two ideas in your head that can't they, they they are they contradictory that hurts my brain double think yeah we definitely had something um i thought that maybe that this word double think or double talk or double speak i thought that one of these would be connected to that book 1984 but um i can't now think of what they called that there was some phrase that they had about their language and their writings that was like shortening everything, simplifying everything. Uh, But I can't remember what it was. It's been a long time since I read that book. Uh, Okay, so simultaneous belief in two contradictory ideas is double think. Um, I can think both at the same time that this podcast is the best podcast ever, and I can also think that it is the worst podcast ever and a waste of my time and your time. Uh, Those are contradictory can both be true? I don't think so. Which one is true? That's up to you to decide. Ring, ring. Double time is next. This one is two words with a hyphen. Intransitive verb from 1943. To move at double time. 
And in the previous episode, we had double quick. Uh, that's that's similar. Uh, more specifically, double quick is connected to the next word, which is ring ring. Double time two words with no hyphen. Noun from 1853. Number one. So this is the definition that double quick. Oh, where did it go? Uh, double quick sent us to double time number one. It is a marching cadence of 180 30-inch steps per minute. Ooh, that's okay. So first of all, the steps are 30 inches, very specifically 30 inches. I did do some uh, marching in band. I I was in a marching band in high school because I played the saxophone, and the people in the band had to be part of the marching band for the football games. And I believe that this was probably uh, the standard length of a step. The reason there's a standard length is because if you got people taking, you know, shorter people are taking their step and taller people are taking their step, nobody's walking at the same length, even though they're taking the same amount of steps. And so when you're trying to do the formations on the field, it's all going to get all messed up because everybody's got different step lengths. So you got to be consistent with your step length, uh, 30 inches. But for double time, it's 180 steps in one minute. So there's 60 seconds. Uh, and so what is this? Uh, 20, 30, I'm doing some math in my head. Um, I should be able to do this faster, but I can't. Is it three steps per second? I think it is. So one, two, three, one, two, three. That's how fast you have to walk. One, two, three, one, two, three. It's pretty fast for most people. Double time. Um, I guess that's pretty close to, uh, what, double a standard walking pace? No, that can't be. I don't know. I don't know why they call it double time exactly, because I don't know if it's double anything, but it's fast. That's all you need to know. It's double quick fast. Number two, payment of a worker at twice the regular wage rate. Oh, this is the best when you get double time. Oops, I found another mistake while editing. Um, In my head, I was thinking overtime, not double time. So just think about overtime instead of double time. And yes, sometimes people do get double pay. Uh, Most places, it's if you work 40 hours or anything past 40 hours in a work week, you get double time. Uh, Of course, different employers, different places are going to do different things. Uh, Some places it's like if it's night or weekend work, uh, that's double time. If it's past 10 hours in a day or 12 hours in a day, you get double time. All the different unions and places are different. Uh, Some places will do time and a half. Maybe if you're working on a holiday, you get time and a half. Or maybe you get double time. Or maybe you don't get anything extra at all but everybody loves double-time pay. We have one more word for this episode. Ringy-dingy-ring! Doubleton. It's double with the the letters T-O-N at the end. Um, This is a noun from circa 1894. It is two cards that are the only ones in their suit originally dealt to a player. Uh, okay, it says, compared to the first definition of singleton, 
which I'm going to assume is one card that is the only one in its suit originally dealt to a player. And then also the fourth definition for the word void, V-O-I-D. Now, I don't completely understand this, so I might have to put a link in the show notes for this one too. Is this related to maybe bridge? There's a lot of bridge uh, words in this book. Um, So the only thing I can think of, and I don't understand why you would ever need this or need a word for this, but if you're dealt 10 cards, say, and you get two cards, uh, two spades, two that's a suit and cards, you get two spades, those cards are called a doubleton. But again, I don't understand why. I don't. I've never dealt with this in playing cards. I just don't know the terminologies, I guess. Okay, so those were all of the words, and now we need to pick a word of the episode. So we had double ring, double salt, double space, double speak, double standard, double star, double stop, double sugar, doublet, double take, double talk, double team, double ten, double think, double time, double time, and double tin. Lots of great words here. Lots of really good ones. I I was confused about the whole double ring wedding ceremony. Uh, I love when I write, it's got to be in double space. Uh, Double speak and double talk, those are interesting things. Um, Let's see, let's see. Anything else that I want to call out for any reason? Probably not. Uh, So I think I'm going to pick double standard as the word of the episode because... um, Can we get rid of double standards somehow? Are these just like old archaic cultural ideas that are just, we just haven't gotten rid of them yet? I'd like to think so. So, you know, when when you learn, you grow, you change, you evolve as a culture, you, uh, it takes time because, because people grow so slow and change so slowly uh, with new people coming in and old people going out, it's such a slow process uh, that maybe someday we will get rid of some of these double standards that really shouldn't exist. But then, of course, that might create other double standards as culture evolves and grows and changes. So whatever, we're probably stuck with a lot of stuff in some way. But um, yeah, double standard, double standard. It's a thing. Uh, I'm trying to think of the words to put to a some sort of rhythmical song thing um a set of principles that applies differently and usually more rigorously to one group of people or circumstances than to another yeah i don't really i don't know how specific i want to get because of course the uh the example here is the the one uh that, that we all think of but i already talked about that Double standards, they're they're weird, and I think they're a problem. And uh, let's go learn more about double standards with the link in the show notes. Okay, I think that is where I'm going to end it. My brain feels like I, I feel like I screwed this whole thing up, but I'm sorry, that's just what you get sometimes. Hope there's some good information, but you know, trying to explain things like double speak and double talk, I guess um, I guess you have to use double speak and double talk to describe them. Nah. 
All right, that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.